0: With Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the
1: BetQL Network. Welcome back into the show. Tapped out on the BetQL Network. Curtis Blades going at it with Chris Dawkins tonight in Columbus UFC fight night. Curtis Blades, the heavy favorite, minus 460 against Chris Dawkins coming back at plus 360. The one that I've got my eyes on is a little bit further down the ticket, Asker Askarov. At minus 420, he's definitely a hot up-and-comer, taking on Kai Carl Franz, who it feels like this time a year ago was basically Asker Asker, where he was a big favorite, no matter who he was fighting. But tonight, you can get him at plus 330. I'm licking my chops all over that one. We'll break those down, but those are actual fights. Right now, Jake Galley, turn into Sean Shelby, and you want to, you know, we'll, we'll help you out here with the matchmaking. You give us a name, and we'll figure out who we think the dude should fight next.
2: Absolutely, guys. Yeah, it's one of the most fun hypotheticals in any sport. Uh, this guy versus this guy, who wins? I I love talking about it. And we'll start um with a guy who definitively won his last time out, Colby Covington. Uh he's obviously kind of tripped up in this now legal battle with Jorge Masvidal. He's already lost twice to Kamaru Usman. Where does he go from here? Who's next?
1: I think that Poirier makes a lot of sense. I only think it makes sense because right now, Colby's kind of at this weird crossroads where he's, I don't want to say he's not good enough to beat Usman, but do we want to see that fight a third time? If we saw it, would it any look Would it look any different than the first two times around? And he might still need to have another in-between fight. Like, he took care of Jorge Masvidal, but it's, you know, Jorge Masvidal's lost a couple of fights. He's not the same guy that he was a year and a half ago either. And there's a real beef, right, with him and Poirier. Obviously, different weight classes. They're going to have to figure that out. But I think that's the one that I want to see next for Colby. And I think it sells, too, because I don't think either one of those guys is what I would call PT in – a-lister when it comes to the UFC fighters but I would call both of them b-listers and if you put two b-listers in a room the math tells me you get pay-per-view money like an a-list fight so that's either to me that that's the one that I want to see and I'd be very interested in it um
0: I I, I get it I just feel like it's kind of like the the less sexy version of what we just saw because it's like ATT beef rivalry they talk trash about each other Who what's wins? gonna happen Colby's uh, and then Colby's also taken on a guy who's been a lightweight his entire career I know he wants to say oh he cuts more weight than I do all the stuff I just think for Colby I'm into him making the jump to middleweight look there's no there's no shame you, you've done all you can do I feel like at welterweight um I'm into him trying to go after the title I don't know if he gets an immediate title shot style bender because he is coming off of a loss but you know maybe take on that Whitaker versus Vittori winner later on this year and then put yourself in position to take on stylebender because stylebender is pro- probably going to take on here so I'd say there's there's time in there to make that all kind of happen. I'm just more interested in, in Colby going after a new challenge than doing the same thing over and over. Oh, versus ATT, the storyline of taking on, you know, he's gonna make the jokes about uh his, you know, poor he's gonna do less funny jokes than Connor does about Poirier's wife. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not that into Poirier versus Colby Covington.
1: And I, so I, guys- should think, I should think that Colby could hang around in that fight. I mean, obviously, Styles make fights, and Colby would have to beef, beef up, but I think that he – I think that the way his style, he could hang around with Stylebender, the problem is – not the problem, it would be a good issue – if he somehow won that fight, right? Took the strap, became the champion of that weight class. Then they're going to be coming at him, and I don't know if he can withstand all those dudes. Well, I think the thing that's interesting about that, though, is if you become –
0: uh, the champion of that division. I'll probably have to fight uh, Stylebender. He probably has to beat Stylebender twice because he's reigned so you long. Yeah. But if he does beat him twice, then you could have the the, the Kamar Usman jump because the whole thing there has been, oh, he doesn't want to fight Stylebender. They're friends. They have a respect about each other. Both guys from Nigeria. They don't want to do the matchup. So now if Colby is up there, it's almost like a, a John Jones-Cormier thing where it's like, all right, it kind of re- reinvigorates the rivalry.
2: Yeah, you guys both evoke the name Dustin Poirier. He's been chomping at the bit to get in there with Nate Diaz, who obviously has his own issues and and is tweeting at the UFC to release him. So I'll ask you: Does it make sense? So obviously, it make you Sean, you think it makes sense for
1: Colby to fight Dustin next? Does it make sense for Dustin to fight Colby next? So well, I'd be fine. Don't get it twisted, Jake. I'd be perfectly cool if they decided to go the Poirier versus Nate route. I mean, literally a couple of years ago, remember they were going to create a whole new weight division just so we could get this fight. And it was tweeted out there for both guys. Like, it was pseudo-official, and then Dana shot it down. And then within the last year, it kind of popped back up and then got shot down. So just because it's been out there and I thought we were actually going to see it, I'd be totally cool when we see Nate get back in the octagon against Poirier. I'd be fine, perfectly fine with that. Uh, yeah, I, I like the
0: Nate matchup too. It feels like they've been, it's just weird that I feel like they haven't, uh, they haven't gone back to this well ever since it first got canceled. It's very strange to me that they, they seem so hesitant to make the matchup. Uh, if it's not him, like he's got a matchup already, already with Tony Ferguson, but I feel like he's going to win. I do. I am interested in seeing what Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler do. They kind of had a little kind of slight back and forth that when Chandler, you know, kind of left the, uh, the line while Poirier was going to fight McGregor. I think that's just a fun matchup. It's, it, you know, anytime you can put Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier in an octagon, I feel like that's just going to be an absolute banger. Um, I would be into to- Dustin versus versus Tony too, uh, if Tony does have some time of a resurgence. So I don't know how much he's itching to get in there. You know, I think he's probably only looking for big fish at this point. So if he does want to wait it out a little bit, I like him against either one of those guys.
1: And you mentioned you don't know why the UFC didn't go back to that. It's because for some reason, they've handled Nate Diaz, I mean, they've, they've handled a lot of guys wrong. I think they've handled Connor wrong for the most part. But with Nate, it just, he's right. Like, he wants to fight. He's healthy. He's an absolute superstar. He's in his prime, and he doesn't fight nearly often enough. I, I, I'd ask you why, but if you had the answer, I'd assume you'd work for the U.S. See itself like it just doesn't make sense the way they handle nate i think the thing is they want him to
0: fight connor right like that's just that that that's the only thing that would make sense about not making this fight is they want him to fight connor i don't think he's he, like you said he's he kind of marches his own beat i don't think he's that into it can i be honest mm. like who really wants to see that again
2: like nate at the connor time three? it was
1: great money yeah, is connor way up three. for nate connor three dude yes look If you ask the bolder question of how interested are you seeing in Conor McGregor coming back based on his last couple of fights, because it's not like he was looking good in the four-year fight before his leg crumbled, I would say one-fifth, 20% of what it used to be. Like, I'm not still, oh, every time Conor gets out there, I have to be right next. I watch it, but I'm not like I used to be. I think that if it was against Nate and they put those guys in the same octagon, I go back to the old me from a few years ago where I'm excited to see Conor McGregor just because BT he's got that other guy and even the buildup for it, like fight week coming back. We don't know what Conor McGregor we're going to get in the press conferences and stuff. Nate coming back from it would be probably at that point, a year absence out of the octagon. Dude, mm-hmm. I'm all for that fight. Jake.
0: Connor Connor is uh, he's like Tyson on intrigue for the UFC. Like it doesn't matter. You're always going to watch. And I think that this is almost like when they were saying they wanted to do Holyfield versus Tyson three on Triller people would still be into it to watch it. Like, yeah, it's probably, maybe it's not as good. These guys aren't as good as they were, but I think that it doesn't matter. Like, no stakes, just the fact that it's just the rubber match between them, it's good enough for me. Yeah,
1: for the maybe. Record, when they were talking about that Tyson Holyfield thing on Triller, I put down my down payment as soon as I heard about it. So, like, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy.
2: I don't, I just don't buy into, like, the, and granted, Connor's a different story, but, like, I feel like Nate is a more talented jorge masvidal sometimes I don't, I don't know like he's a good fine fight fine when you say fine, more talented you
0: mean like less talented because he got his face beat bashed in by masvidal right <laughs> more
2: <laughs> talented in the fighting realm which in a way it's, it's toughness is a talent i don't know but it is because
0: uh, i saw him get beat for three rounds by jorge masvidal and his face fall off yeah uh that's actually I mean, they actually they actually fought for a title they, jake it was they, the bmf title
2: no 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 <laughs> felt they fought they for a belt the title is is beyond both of them but we just uh spoke about two number two guys in their weight classes we'll keep up that theme cyril gone now pretty much at the top with francis and out for however long he's going to be out cyril gone looking for an opponent we'll start with
0: bt this time you gotta match him up with someone who is it oh man that's a good question man because i'm a little bit with ben like i'm not a huge Cyril Gaon fan. I think, you know, you respect his well round. He's he's almost got a GSP kind of quality to him in that, like, yes, you know he's super talented and that he's got, like, the Swiss Army knife, but I don't find it to be super entertaining as a fighter to watch. So do I really want Cyril Gaon to go out there and, you know, stop the Tom Aspinall or Tai Vasa train? Not really. I mean, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess he's got to fight one of those top guys because he is the number one ranked heavyweight. So, if I have to pick one, I would say Aspinall I'd be more into because I feel like Ty, I don't want, I, I don't want Ty Tuivasa, I don't want that to run to end. I feel like Tom Aspinall can handle Cyril Gan and his versatility a little bit more. So, if we don't get the Bam Bam versus Aspinall matchup, uh, I would be into Aspinall versus Gon.
1: No, everything you said is right, which is why I don't understand why you didn't see what's right there in front of you. Tonight's main event, Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins. The answer is Curtis Blades if he wins tonight, because he is good as he is. And we talk about he doesn't lose that often either. For whatever reason, he's never been a huge fan favorite either. Maybe it's the wrestling heavy style or he always comes in the stronger guy. I don't know what it is, but as much as Curtis Blades wins fights, he gets his hand raised he doesn't exactly put butts in seats. So if we're going to end up with that heavyweight tournament, we're going to figure out what four guys eventually get their shot at Ngannou whenever he comes back. To me, you take a couple of guys that maybe people aren't that interested in seeing, Cyril Ngannou, he takes on Curtis Blades, and whoever wins that fight gets their spot.
2: Yeah, I, I actually I hold the opinion that the UFC should take all of this guesswork out of it and literally just do like a March Madness 16 fighter, massive bracket. I think that would be way more entertaining in their current setup. And I think that there would there would be a lot more betting you opportunities. You could probably really, well. Jake,
1: like if you really wanted to, you could probably expand into like eight with those heavyweights right now, which is crazy because it was kind of dormant a couple of years ago, the division overall. But, I, like I just Derek Lewis, if he's the oh, eight seed and he's taking on whoever we deem as the one seed, like tied to the is a three, taking on Aspinall the four, though, everybody could win that. That'd be amazing. That's all adorable. But if
0: John Jones is going to come back, John Jones is going to get the interim title shot. Like it's, they're not going to do any tournament for John Jones. They're going to, if, if, if he's going to make his, head, and I don't know. So like, I guess that would be my plan B, I guess, in this, in this regard, like, I don't disagree with your take but I just think that it's plan B because whenever John comes back, whoever he fights, it's going to be for the interim strap.
1: Well, wouldn't be the first time that John Jones ruined somebody else's really good plans, Jake. I think we had it nailed with that tournament, but in comes John Jones screwing things up.
2: Yeah, so we have uh, 60 seconds left, so I guess we'll just end it here. John Jones, is Cyril gone then? I guess he's probably the likeliest guy for... I know we just talked about the tournament, but I feel like that
1: would be that would be a good spot. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah. if, as long as as long, as long as John comes back, but I do agree with, like, ultimately, I agree with what BT said. Like once he comes back, Brandon, he's going to get the shot at the belt. Because you're talking about John Jones here, right? At some point, we are going to have the he GSP deserves- conversation and the go to greatest of all time, Khabib. Like, most people are going to say that it is Bones Jones. Coming up next, BT and I are going to step into the octagon. We're going to fight it out right here. You're locked into the BET QL Network.